Hi! <laughs> um, welcome to the first edition of my podcast, What Jay Did Next. Uh, it's very exciting, mainly because I've just started this on a whim. Uh, I was about to watch Love Island. And then I realised I was wearing three items from my last three failed relationships. And I just thought, do you know what? <gasps> Get off the sofa. Stop watching this mindless crap. Which I will watch on catch up anyway. But still. And um, let's do something about this. Let's, you know, let's talk about it. What's going on here, Jade? I mean, I don't think I'm trying to hold on to anything from my previous relationships. But... The truth is, I got these pyjamas from my ex, I got this gown from my ex-ex, and I stole these rather lovely UGG slippers off my ex-ex-ex. And, uh, yeah, maybe it's time to move on. Uh, in any case, it's given me the push to do the first episode of my podcast. So the format I'm going to use is basically to talk about... Um, the last few years, which I had quite a big transition. Uh, and I started to write about it in my blog, uh, which is woefully unfinished. I am, yep, I am about three years behind. So I'm hoping that perhaps making it more, in, well, it's not that this is interactive, but a bit more peppy than just me writing down on a piece of paper. I don't know, I feel like perhaps, so I'm filming this as well, it's gonna go on a YouTube channel. Um, I don't know, it just feels a bit more me to be honest, to, like the spoken word. So even though I'm going to be sort of reading from the blog, um, those of you watching will see that I've got my little watermelon case, phone case here, and I shall be reading from the screen. But uh, I can ad lib and fill out more details and flesh it out. So it might make it more interesting uh, for you and for me. And um, that's what I need. I need momentum in order to like keep this up. So. Ah, that's what we're doing. So here we go then. Um, I posted this way back in uh, October 2016 on actually my sister's birthday. So apologies, India. I don't know what I was doing there. I should have perhaps been celebrating with you. But in any case, here we go. It's entitled Once Upon a Time. Hi, I'm Jade, 32, female, from London. Now, I haven't written from London. What I've actually written is, you know, when people that are 32 slash F slash London ASL. It's very, like, a bit MSNE, I think. But yeah, 32 F London, because that's where I was based at the time. Definitely not from London. From Cambridge. Um, but yeah, anyway. Hi, I'm Jade. Sorry, should I do a sexy voice to make it more... Okay, here we go. <coughs> Hard to do that when you're wearing <laughs> this... Uh, Dressing gown, Ugg combo. Anyway, hi, I'm Jade, 32, female, living in London. 5'10 with heels, keen netballer, fun maximizer, holiday fiend, and all round catch. Looking for a partner in crime to explore the globe with. Must like laughing and adventure. A passion for vegetables, very much a bonus. So there you go, that was me. Uh, encapsulated in a dating app nutshell. The latest reincarnation of my profile that I'd showcase on umpteen different apps. And that's no exaggeration. The time had come to move out of my ex-boyfriend's flat, which he had generously let to me since our breakup well over a year ago. And it was time for us both to move on. I'd spent months agonizing over mortgage applications and been disappointed beyond measure by an, ex by an accepted offer on a flat falling through six weeks into the process. 
This is bringing it back. I'm getting a little bit twitchy here. I'm feeling a little bit sweaty under the collar. Remembering this, I was so, so angry. <laughs> Basically, I'd been living at my ex-boyfriend's flat. This is how I could afford Primrose Hill. Uh, and I mean, you, anyway, I'm not going to go into the flat. It's freaking tiny in this year cupboard. And it had this awful sound. Every time you turn the tap on or flush the toilet, it would just make this god awful noise and same for the next door neighbor whenever he did it and like oh my god so after 10 o'clock we had an agreement that we weren't allowed to like use any water supply and uh, so you just gotta just leave your shits until the next day <laughs> until like the morning watershed was like i don't know like eight or something anyway a few times because he i think he worked nights he's quite a greasy fellow I think he had to come, I don't know, but anyway, a few times he woke me up with this noise, and I'm lying there in my little cupboard space, and I'm banging on the door. Wow, what fond memories of my little cupboard. But the location, the location, location, location was just superb. And uh, I mean, it was, a, it was a cute little flat anyway. Thank you ever so much for letting me stay on there. You know who you are. Um, everyone knows who you are, so thanks. And uh, I mean, I did definitely did paying money everyone it was but it was a bargain it was definitely a bargain anyway uh i've been there for over a year um we'd broken up uh, the previous may and yeah it was time to move on i'd started to bring people back there and i was like oh crossed the line oh you didn't know that did you sorry i did oh you can't get mad at me now because you're married so sorry uh <laughs> but then that's when i realized do you know what i gotta move um, so I started looking around the area and I couldn't, well, no, actually first thing I, well, when I first looked around the area, I very quickly realized I can't afford to buy here. Um, so then I started looking further and I couldn't, couldn't afford there either. And then I went a bit further and I couldn't afford to buy there either. And, I went a bit further. and before you know it, I'm in Wilsdon, uh, which is not crazy actually, because Jubilee line into Bond Street, you can do that in about 20 minutes. Uh, plus a bit of a walk, but I did find a cute little flat. Uh, it was again, it was a studio, um, just a basically a living room, really. Um, the kitchen was pretty much open plan, um, just a little like sort of wally thing that you put your head through. Um, what do you call it? Like a little breakfast, breakfast hole. <laughs> oh god, I'm losing it. I'm losing the plot. Anyway, focus. Um, and then, yeah, I think it was like 280 grand and, uh, I could afford it, but the mortgage was really hard to come by because I'm self-employed and I had to like, and I didn't have any contracts either time, so I had to make contracts and it was a really ongoing, massive, 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 massive process. And the woman just got bored of me in the end and, uh, she pulled out, uh, six weeks in. Which was really disappointing because I, I did really like it. Uh, looking back, massive blessing. God, I've got a little, little top knot going here in the YouTube video, everyone, if you're interested, just to get a visual. Uh, and then, um, so that fell to pieces. So I was like, right, I just can't, I can't deal with this whole process. I had a really annoying mortgage advice called Robin as well. It's the funniest little voice. He'd come on the phone and be chatting, talking to me about modelling. I don't know what he thought, sort of modelling I did. He was asking all sorts of questions. Um, anyway, so I didn't really want to um, continue with that anymore. It was really sort of beating me down. And I was like, I need to get out of this flat soon anyway. So let's just, let's rent. And I found a gorgeous flat, like pretty much 
about 100 feet away from where I was living. And it was beautiful. I had a little garden front and back, uh, one bed. Um, and it was really nicely decorated. And the woman was like going to leave me her furniture and everything. It was great. I was thrilled. Um, and then <laughs> I went to the estate agents. Uh, I presented myself. And they weren't happy with all of my references and my, even though I gave them my tax returns and everything, they were like, well, we don't believe you can afford it. Um, I could well afford it. It was 1200 a month. It was well within. It was within. And uh, my parents were happy to guarantee it. So very, very grateful for that. Uh, but actually that wasn't even enough. So I was like, well, what is it going to take? Because, you know, I, I'm kind of at the end of my tether now. I really want this flat. I'd looked at many. And uh, they're like, well, we're going to need the money up front. I thought, say what? Yep, we need the money up front. And not only that, we need two months deposit. And we need the first six months up front. And then the second six months, we need paid by the fourth month. So uh, if you do the maths on that, it's something insane, like 18 grand. I don't know. Can someone do that for me? I'm using, let's just do it on here. Look, I've got a calculator. Uh, so it's 1,200. Someone out there has already done it already, I know. Times 14 within the first four months. So 16,800. Um, and I was willing to do it, you know. I had the money and I really loved the flat and I was, I agreed to it. Um, but they still wanted all my tax returns and to get like a letter from my accountant and blah, blah, blah. And I went through all of that and bless his heart, Mike, Mike, so let's give his full name then, but I probably shouldn't. Um, Mike, my lovely old accountant, I mean, when I say old, like he's old, you know, he's like the probably like stereotypical looking like bean counter as well. I've got his glasses on, quite old and I'm not, he's not dodgery, Mike, listen, you know, I wouldn't call you dodgery, but you're, you're a very sweet man. You're a very sweet man. And, uh, you know, he's up, up, he's not in London, he's up in the east of England. And I went up there and I got all the details that I needed and he was really sweet and did everything. I sent it all off and I presented it to Portico, you twats, this is the estate agent, in a um, little case, little, what do you call it, folder thing, really professional. And uh, I gave them everything they wanted. Um, and then I think we're only like a couple of weeks off or a week or something, it was quite last minute. And they contacted me to say that um, there was something missing. Like on the letter from Mike, um, the gross profit hadn't been written down. And I was like, ah, that's okay. Because if you just go to um, article number three, you will see that I've given you my tax return for 2012. And uh, you will see that it says um, X, Y, Z. And they're like, oh, we can see that, but we really need to have it in the letter. I was like, say what? I mean, scribble it down yourself. I mean, seriously, they're like, yeah, you need to redo it. So they're asking me to go back up in another couple of hours, see Mike, get him to redo it. Bless his heart. I'm not, no, I'd already had him on the phone to them previously. I think he, he used his old fax machine at some point. Like he, it was too much, not too much for him, but I didn't want to do that. Are you crazy? Like I've given you everything. I'm about to give you like 16 grand. Are you fucking mad? Like I was about to give it all in one. I mean, the, the amount I was gonna give in one go was four plus six times 1200. That's a lot. Um, no, six plus, I was about to give them eight. I was about to give them, I've done the math wrong, haven't I? Because it's 12, 14. Oh gosh, I got myself in a pickle. I was about to give them six plus two. I was about to give them 
eight times 1200. I was, yeah, what is that? Eight times 1200. I was about to give them 9,600 pounds. I mean, insane. And they want me to put this, who else would fucking do that? I mean, probably they do in London, I don't know, but I'd never ever heard of it. No friend of mine has ever had to do it. So um, yeah, fume town. So I, yeah, I think I've pretty much turned the phone down on them. I was like, are you crazy? Because also you've got to think, if these people are going to like nitpick about these stupid little details, then what sort of agents are they going to be? Will I ever see that deposit again? Probably not. Um, and I wasn't really willing to, to not just risk that, but just to put myself through that kind of process with basically assholes. Uh, which is, they clearly didn't want me to have it. I don't know. Maybe it was a particularly buoyant time in the market. I don't know. But I couldn't. I could. I couldn't deal. That's the thing with me. Sometimes, if I just get a little bit pushed, I will possibly sometimes cut my nose off to spite my face. But again, I am grateful because otherwise we wouldn't probably be here right now. Because I'd still be, you know, I would have spent all my money renting. I'd have been stuck with my old job, um, which actually, funny enough, I have again now. But anyway, we'll come to that. Um, so yeah, it all comes. It all happens for a reason. So anyway, where were we? As we know, I'd swayed, oh no, I'll just go over that again. So yeah, we'd agonized over mortgage applications and been disappointed by that, blah, blah, blah. I might have gone on, anyway, Jade, come on, focus. Um, so as a result, I had swayed, well not, oh no, I said I'd do this at any edits. Right, Jade, put yourself together, right. I'd swayed to and fro innumerable times with the fancy of traveling overseas. And after over 10 years as a fit model, AKA a human pincushion, I'd flirted with the idea of chucking it all in and rediscovering my dreams. Ain't that the truth? Uh, I had that thought for a long time. Um, I don't know if you're really following me here with this story because I'm doing it so sort of fragmented. It doesn't make any sense. I do encourage you to read it at www.whatjadednext.com. Um, try not to flip forward to the next episode though because uh, I'm going to tell it to you myself. But anyway, um, yeah, basically I'd been doing my job for 10 years and it's pretty boring. I mean, not everyone could do it, I think, because you do spend a lot of time in your own thoughts just basically turning around like this doing 360 turns, showing off clothes. Because basically, if, you, if you're not familiar, and I will give you the, the Wikipedia definition of a fit model, it is um, a person who is used by a fashion designer or clothing manufacturer to check the fit, drape, and visual appearance of a design on a real human being, effectively acting as a live mannequin. So yeah, it couldn't be simpler, really. I try on clothes, and I work with the designers and buyers. I give them feedback, um, and tell them how it's feeling, and yeah, that's a job. It's really, really, really bizarre. Um, but it's hard to give up, you know. You get paid a lot of money and you're quite, I say you're flexy, but you have the the feel of being flexy because you're self-employed. At the end of the day, I mean, I wasn't really having much time at all because, you know, people are eager to take your place when you're not there. So, and when you're not fitting, someone else will have to take your place. They still need, you, need someone in. So I have lost jobs before, like going on holiday and coming back and going, oh no, we actually preferred the cover. So... So I hadn't actually taken a lot of holiday, um, but you know, you kind of feel, it's a, just a nice, it is quite a nice, easy job. And that's the problem, when you're comfortable, you're not given that push. Um, so, I go on. So it's important to know, so it is important to know, I, no, no time was I unhappy, yeah. It was, 
it's a difficult job at times because you just feel a little bit, you know, you're kind of like bottom of the, the rung in the room. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes they don't even talk to you or they refer to you as the model and they just, they manhandle you to turn you around. I've had loads of pin scratches and that kind of thing. So it can be, it's got its ups and downs. But anyway, I've actually been really happy. Um, outside work, I caught it a really, I caught it, <laughs> very old school day. I caught it a very active social life. I worked great hours, earned decent money, enjoyed many weekends abroad. Yeah, weekends. I'd literally skip out the second, like five o'clock would hit and I'd be back in Monday morning. Um, so yeah, three. I had a lot of like two and a half day holidays. In fact, I actually commuted from Spain one summer. That was fun and very tiring. Um, incredible family, etc., etc. So that's what made it so compelling to stay. I wanted for nothing. And it's true, I would spend, and they have, they have a staff shop um, where I used to work, River Island. And yeah, I would just go there daily and just buy ridiculously discounted goods. So I, and that's for a lot of young women, that's a massive, um, you know, proportion of their spending, but I didn't have that. So I was just living the good life, really. It was great. I was living in Camden, you know, what can you not love? But periodically, I had this swell of feeling within me, uttering the question, what if there's more? And there had to be, right? For God's sake, I was trying on clothes for a living, eight hours a day in a windowless cubby hole. My colleagues were what kept me there, but they all had careers and were moving up the promotional ladder, whereas I'd long since reached the ceiling in my game. Yet despite this awareness, I remained paralyzed to do anything about it. I was too comfortable. I'd even planned to get sacked by surreptitiously losing weight gradually, thereby taking the onus off me to quit because I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I've read that wrong. I would even plan to get sacked by surreptitiously losing weight gradually, thereby taking the onus off me to quit because I just couldn't bring myself to do it. But then, and we're on a cliffhanger folks, here we go. But then destiny began to show me her hand. Ooh, and that's, a, that's how chapter one ends. Ooh, kind of, kind of thrilling ending there. <laughs> making you all peak your peak is your interest peaked i guess it must be i hope so um so yeah is that any more explanation there i mean i hope not because i'm getting really dry in the mouth and i must remember next time i do this to have something to hand because i just that's the last piece of remaining saliva in my mouth just spat out my spat out there so i will need to wrap this up but yeah i really hope that made sense uh, I'm going to cringe to hell when I listen to this back and find out that it doesn't and I'm going to do it again, but pray be to God that this is fantastic. <laughs> it feels good. I mean, it's just quite comfortable this. I'm enjoying this a lot more than I thought. So this is, um, this is podcast number one, it's episode one, chapter one, all the ones. And yeah, that was it. As a synopsis, um, I was happy yet sad, comfortable yet yearning. Um, what will happen next? I don't know. I do know. <laughs> All the people that know, I know the most. I mean, what? Right. I think we need to cut it right there. I really hope that made sense. I really hope you enjoyed it. And I really hope you're chomping at the bit for the next one. So uh, on that note, I'm going to love you and leave you. And probably burn this outfit uh, in some sort of ceremonial fashion. Okay. Thanks for listening. Uh, Love you. Good night. <laughs> For any of you who just saw that, visually, I just had to uh, touch the record button with my nose because I'm actually waiting foils on my fingers. Um, but yeah, I'm just coming back just for a little PS. Uh, 
I think I might write that a feature, a little PS, because uh, it's nice you listen to it back and um, I don't know, there's things from me your thoughts and you just kind of want to share them. I don't know, definitely preparation and future will pay off. Um, so I hope you're not put off by the kind of, what's the word, lackadaisical? That seems like it's kind of, yeah, kind of, I don't know, unprepared crappy nature of this video, um, please comment though and let me know, because maybe you like that, maybe you want to hear me um and ah, maybe it's melodic, maybe I'm sending you to sleep and this is a sleep age, I don't know, but I'm happy to be of service. Again, I haven't planned this bit, like if you're going to do a PS Jade, at least like think about it. Um, <laughs> I haven't got the microphone on, oh I do hope you can hear me, in fact I hope you don't, because that means I spent 40 quid on absolutely piss all. Mm, this will be an interesting little experiment. Anyway, I will probably leave it at that because, you know, this is, this is extra. And, uh, I don't know, I'm not fucking Steven Spielberg. This is not like a DVD version where I'm going to put out the bonus extra. I don't know why I felt the need to, you know, get back on this thing. But maybe I'm a little bit addicted to the podcast. I like me a YouTube video. What am I doing? I don't know. I'm a bit delirious. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> All right. I'm Ali. See you later, alligator. And sorry, I'm going to have to come in and turn this off with my nose again because this doesn't work. So here we go. <laughs> All right, for my close up. Bye.